Heather. Hello, friends. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome uh, to Crime Cocktails and BS. And BS. <laughs> I was waiting for you. Uh, I'm a little more behind today because I only had one coffee. I had a couple of coffees and now better buzz energy drink. <laughs> i'm i'm sad you'll be our calm (laughs) presence for the episode have i ever been a calm presence ever (laughs) uh you're pretty even keeled i think maybe when i'm pissed off i'm calm but that's probably dangerous Ooh, that's good to know i've never been mad at you nor do i think i will be (laughs) ever we'll see but hi guys hi um Friends who do get mad at each other. We'll be talking about that today because we're covering the premiere episode of Vanderpump Rules season 11. Really good stuff. Kaisa is all ready for it. She has her send it to Daryl sweatshirt on because we rep Lala. We rep Lala. Love her. And we're also talking about the dating game killer. Why? Because it's February and people are in love and... This guy ended up, and we're gonna ruin it. Yep, yeah, we're gonna ruin the love fest. <laughs> Wait, oh, I also God. want to call out that you have repped the white nail polish. Yes, also, I for brought, Vanderpump. Yes, but that so was beautiful. On, that was on accident. I love that you're reclaiming the power of the white nail polish. I didn't realize it though until you told me <laughs> that's what I was doing, I love and them. I was like. Oh, thank you. Yes. And I'm still wearing these shitty headphones because I don't, what has come over me this year in deciding to like pierce the shit out of my ears? I don't know. But there, it's fun. I already made another appointment. I'm just going to keep going, I guess. Yes. I don't know. Wait, we'll what's the next one? Um, the, I don't, it's not the date. It's the, it's like up the inner cartilage. Yeah, I think so. Okay, cool. I, I don't know. know. That or like a third. I think I maybe I want to go a third. But I have such I have such small ears. You have dainty I, ears. I have dainty ears, so I don't know where they can put it. What about but the like little flappy thing? I can't remember what it's called. I could not do that. I got it done. It didn't hurt. It just I makes a crackle part. sound. I get that the crackle a whole that um I get it but at the same time like I don't know if I can personally handle it like the feeling of it in my ear Mm -hmm. but I used to have one up in my whatever this is called whatever that too like the little top elf cartilage thing yeah um and it closed like after I had it for two years and it closed up so I'm like oh I forget I have them pierced they just stayed in since like I forget I have a tattoo all the time. <laughs> Let me see it. I'm just kidding. Show us. Oh, you have I didn't know you had that one there. Oh my god. Yeah, I have that's the only I one so far. That's the only one that I have. Was yeah, such my little... a trend for a while, like behind the ear. Oh, what? Behind all the my ear. Friends yeah. Had one. <laughs> yeah, no, my cousin and I decided we have the same one and we got it done in while I was living in Chicago. And we were like, we're never moving to Rhode Island again. Like, because we were both born there. So we're like, let's just get a little anchors behind our ears. And some people 
get it. Other people think I'm a part of a sorority because I guess that's what like Delta Gamma oh. or something has the anchor. And I was like, fuck no. <laughs> it's cute <laughs> like, though. I like it. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. I'd like another one, but I don't know what I'd get or where I'd put it. I want, but... I got the back of my neck pierced. Pierced? Twice. I got it pierced twice. Yeah. It goes through like your how? back of your neck. It go- it's, it's not one of the like through your neck like what i have two scars they're like little dots it goes through so much skin i can't wait, believe so i did it-, it i have so many questions so wait was it like a bar mm-hmm. or was it one of those like that goes into your like settles under your skin you know those little like so, diamondy things yeah the first one was like a metal bar and it had two little balls at both ends infected and I let it close up and I got it pierced again through the scar tissue which was really painful and um it had like a flexible thing under you are so much cooler than me I used to I don't know how we're friends honestly (laughs) like you're too cool for me you're so hardcore no I I mean I could never do it now that's the thing still also one nipple pierced and I couldn't I couldn't (laughs) I know so many people who did that and then let them close up because they were like yeah it was cool for a minute and then what yeah my my body didn't like it (laughs) so oh my god it's too funny yeah no you're so crazy and now you know what I was actually thinking of is like you know how there's that trend right now on Instagram that's like show you at 21 yeah those pictures I did it because you did it um and then I did it again. I went someone ham. else I know did I it. Just posted so many. <laughs> well, it's so fun to look back, but it's funny to see like how we're we became friends now in our thirties. Mm-hmm. And seeing each other at twenty one, I was like, Kaisa would not have been friends with me. Like, you wouldn't have been friends with me. <laughs> I was like, was Kaisa wild. was like so cool, so wild. And then there was me, like a little. I don't know. I'd go out, but like. You were probably way more mature than me. No, I I had some serious going out phases. Like Mm -hmm. I was, I was, yeah, but I was one of those girls that on a Thursday, I would go to Forever 21 with my best friend, buy a going out top. Yes. Because that was the thing. And I'd buy a top and I'd buy like a new pair of Jessica Simpson pumps. Cause that was also the thing. And for some reason they would get higher and higher and higher like every month. Gorgeous. I don't know how I didn't fall over. Like you'd never wear a coat out. It would be like negative 12 mm-hmm. degrees outside. And we'd be like, we're still going to the bar. Let's go. Mini skirt. Yeah. Whole shebang. I wore like, I was a big fan of like the faux leather leggings. I thought those were like the coolest things. And then the peplum tops with the chunky peplum necklace. Tops, yes. The chunky necklace. The amount of times I, there, I remember, okay, one, one story. I remember this one time I was on my way home from a bar by myself. And I think the Uber driver was afraid I was going to throw up in the car. Oh my God. That he was asking me, he was asking me state capitals he was quizzing me the entire ride home and I hey, that was smart. In, I know so that was in Wrigleyville and I lived in Lincoln Park which was like 10 minutes mm-hmm. and I got every single one wrong <laughs> I was like I bet you got them all right oh no everyone <laughs> wrong I don't even know what I said and yeah and then I went home and did die 
throw up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was a good time. Well, that's when we'd all buy like, oh my God, what was that wine that you could get at 7-Eleven? Um, barefoot, Boone's... barefoot Moscato. Oh, barefoot. Yeah. I was like, Boone's Farm. That was the Wisconsin no, but thing. Barefoot Moscato was like the thing. Because it was like $2. Oh! And so sweet. Yeah. Ew. Like, oh, I could never know. I oh, drink gross. Bloody Marys and shots of whiskey. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah, I took shots of whiskey. And I did beer. too. I used to, yeah, I used to have a pickleback. I used to have a pickleback. I can't yeah. drink whiskey to this day because of that face. I used to have a bottle of Jack Daniels in my apartment like at all times. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was like cool to drink whiskey back then. It was. I don't know. Yeah. When you're 21, you're like, yeah, I can take shots of this. Oh, could never oh. in my life now. Can barely yeah. drink the- two glasses of wine and I'm yeah i know and then every wednesday we'd go to this mexican place and it was like downstairs and it was called twisted lizard yes and it would be wicked twisted wednesdays and we margaritas margaritas we had one of those too and they had like oh giant margaritas for like a dollar or something and then yeah. a burrito. it was so and then, great and then i remember like do you remember when like the beer Rita's became really popular like the yeah. margarita with the beer in it and then we also went to school during the four loco time yeah dangerous we went to college during four loco that was like the my freshman that... year our freshman year probably or sophomore yeah even. yeah yeah i just no one will understand the actual original recipe for four loco unless you were it was not okay in college or were able to you know so dangerous that was one yeah. one can you're dead just wired and hammered at the same time <laughs> so bad and then it was all red bull and vodka and then i don't know dangerous the classy Beauty. version is an espresso martini now which is honestly why it makes sense why totally. women in their 30s are obsessed with espresso martinis that's the oh. connection we drank four loco in college and now <laughs> we're all we're about the espresso that. martinis we're chasing that high we're chasing that <laughs> adrenaline rush oh, oh my gosh. god but you know what cocktail i want hmm. is the one that's in kaisa's cocktail corner Um, this is the LVP. It's so pretty. It's so gorgeous. So this is Lisa Vanderpump's favorite drink. Um, it's based off of Sir's Big Pinky drink on their menu. Um, it so it has obviously mint and lime, um, lemon juice, simple syrup, vodka, and cranberry juice. Very and I just, I just want to give Dane a round of applause for finally stopping his protest and garnishing. Well, I told him that you've been saying that he hasn't been listening. By the way, um, how rude! I know. I told him you've been saying that, and he was like, "I put garnishes on mine, didn't I? Put it on the last one." I'm like, "It's been like five cocktails without a garnish." It's been the whole season, <laughs> except for the one you made. Yeah. 
unless you may un- if you did not make the drink i'm oh, sorry i don't know how to phrase this if dane has made the drink this season there has been no garnish the exactly. only time there has been garnish is when you've done it so he's back with so, the garnishes i'm glad he came back around upset with my best friend dane that he's not listening <laughs> i know or will he know he's my best friend because he doesn't listen he's been listening to audiobooks he's that's his excuse that's right colin hasn't been listening either i think i'm gonna throw him out the window i mean not throw him out colin the gotta fine. get our dudes to listen you know what they don't have to we have enough they don't if get they don't want to be supportive <laughs> then they don't have to deal with this that means colin has now dropped in my list it's fine oh. <laughs> he's always been second to bory but now he's like fifth <laughs> i just got to find stuff to put in between <laughs> i love that Ugh. Oh. anyway shall we should we get into the someone murder this week very low on my list is this man <laughs> rodney <laughs> but a good transition that was great rodney oh, james alcala is it bad i keep <laughs> when i keep reading rodney i want to say rodney dangerfield because i've always no, been such totally. a huge fan of him i keep wanting to say alpaca instead of alcohol me too <laughs> um trigger warning Tri- definite trigger warning definite. also we'll put the timestamp in the description of the episode again because i keep getting feedback aka my mother telling me it's very helpful so we will That's continue good. doing that yes um, yeah trigger warning for trigger sure warning. there's uh sexual assault rape murder, murder. kidnapping manipulation. yeah kidnapping narcissistic tendencies um, so much bad hair sociopathy <laughs> bad hair <laughs> did you see the pictures of him in when he's older at the yeah it's scary he was actually like grossly attractive when he was younger he was yeah conventionally absolutely. attractive which is oh we're what, not going unconventional yeah. attractive again <laughs> well he would be unconventional if you said that you were attracted to him since if you said you were attra- if you said you were attracted to him, I'd say we need to stop need to the chat. podcast right now and talk. <laughs> we need therapy. Um, <laughs> yeah, more therapy than we already have. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. Uh, Do you want to start us off with early life? I have a little. Have oh a little my god, bit. I'd I'd love to. Oh, I, I was like, what's wrong off. with your cheeks? <laughs> I don't know. I felt like touching them. Um. <laughs> something's wrong with me i have too much wash on right now i feel like i do right now no you look perfect thank i was thank you i was told the other day that my makeup was flawless yes i could have i almost started i still want to see a photo of your outfit from that day yes um i had to hold back tears when this woman i was at a meeting with told me and i was like you do always have flawless makeup always thank you you. maybe i'll drop my makeup routine absolutely not because i'm not a fucking influencer (laughs) anyway do it all right it's start we're starting now we're starting now okay yes the early life of the dating game killer aka rodney alaka did you learn alcala i haven't written down do i have to i'm dyslexic well he went by several names so he did um Also, before we start, did you watch any of the things? I did. I downloaded some random app and watched a terrible, terrible documentary that just said everything I read online and it wasn't 
<laughs> I knew you were going to. You always so. go. Again, Kaisa wins going above and beyond. No, I just anyway. like to see if there's any like personal notes. And they usually are in the like documentaries. They're usually like family members talking or something. So that's yeah. the only reason. No. Anyway. <laughs> well, yes. So early life. Uh, Rodney was born in San, San Antonio, Texas in 1951. His father moved his family to Mexico and then abandoned them three years later. Here we go again. Child there was nothing else about that. Did you see anything? Out, like, where did he go? Is Did he ever speak to No, them? nothing about his dad. Nothing. But just up and left. Mm-hmm. Also, after moving your family to Mexico, it's like, okay, bye. Like, yeah, what? Okay. Um, and then in 1954, his mother moved them to L.A., Um. Rodney was academically gifted, reasonably popular, and supported by his family. Um, kind of reminds me of every other serial killer we've covered. There's always an abandonment thing that happens. Always an abandonment. Very smart. Yes. Somewhat popular, like never really. They're either hidden. really weird and yes. secluded or like or, very popular. Yeah. Um, he attended various private schools and on the yearbook planning committee and on the track and cross country teams. So he was look just at like you. Now you're having guy. something in common with the serial killer this week. <laughs> oh, um, yes, yeah. Yeah. yes. There wasn't oh. much more about his family, though. I tried to find more. Well, about the... his mom comes up a lot because she ended mm-hmm. up spoiler alert um she ended up covering for him Mm -hmm. a lot with the police um however that's in the future um in 1961 he joined the army because he wanted to become a paratrooper uh his commanding officer noted him as being manipulative vindictive and insubordinate and was disciplined on several occasions for assaulting young women Mm -hmm. also again another serial killer in the army yeah so he was actually discharged um they wrote a little psychology write-up about him and they said this man is selfish and manipulates others he's only driven by his own need and his own personal gain Mm -hmm. um and he was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder after having a breakdown where he hitchhiked all the way to his mom's house in california from uh the army base which mm-hmm. is across yeah the country, which is so yeah he because he was stationed at fort bragg which is in north carolina fun mm-hmm. fact i've been there um <laughs> yeah so it was described that he had a nervous breakdown and they also diagnosed him with narcissistic personality disorder mm-hmm. and malignant narcissism with psychopathy and sexual sadism so um, creepy i can't say this word i don't know c-o-m-o-r comorbidities oh comorbidities yeah he was also suggest it was suggested that he be committed for psychiatric treatment um which is like really telling because i feel like they wanted to keep people in the army and there were a lot of problematic people in the army usually just cover for it and Mm -hmm. so the fact that they're like calling him out and kicking him out is a big deal i think yeah and the other part of it too is that he was estimated to have an iq of 135 by a military psychiatrist so they wanted to keep him because Mm -hmm. he was gifted in that way 
But after leaving the army, he graduated from UCLA School of Fine Arts and later studied film under Roman Polanski at NYU. Interestingly enough, we know that Roman Polanski has been, um, what's the word? Has been known or allegedly known to diddle with young ladies. <laughs> yeah. I have a couple of friends also, who went to NYU, was, by the way. Also, Roman Polanski was married to to um, Sharon Tate. Right. Who was murdered by Charles Manson. So creepy. All it's the all connected. <laughs> yeah. It's all connected. So wait, okay, I just want to cover this because it's important. Um, he was a tall, good-looking man who often told women he was a fashion photographer. And he mm-hmm. wanted to take photos for a contest. That was his little excuse to get that them. That was his way in. Yeah. Um, his intelligence and charm could make him persuasive. And um, many women felt like he was really easy to trust. And he did this thing where he made extreme eye contact while he talked to them, making them feel like the only person that existed. That creeps me the fuck out. It really, I don't like when people have prolonged eye contact. Neither do I. That like, freaks me out. Even when we're doing this, like, I can't stare at you for too long. It freaks me the fuck out. <laughs> like, like, Kaisa, what do you think of this? But you're also like, <laughs> but we're also so meaning, glad. Like, stare into a camera, but then also at the screen. It's like very weird. It is really weird. But I just don't find, that, yeah, I don't find that attractive. I don't know. I find eye contact too much to handle. <laughs> Maybe we're a little bit autistic, but it's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're not. But no, know, we're inverted we're extroverts. Humans. I think it's creepy when people are staring you. Like there's a level of balance of eye contact. My thing is like, if you're gonna make eye contact with me for that long, are you gonna make out with me or what? Like, what's the point? Yeah, here? like, what do you be, want from me? <laughs> there has to be something. You're gonna make so out maybe, with me or kill me? Like, I mean, what? He was are we going? going to do both. So yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, so, but that's not the option I want. Like, <laughs> leave me alone. I'd rather you just, I don't know. <laughs> not look at me mm-hmm. <laughs> like stop exactly. oh actually, my gosh i'm one of those people that if you stare at me for too long i go what can i help same. you same or like look behind me like yeah i'm like is there, is there something wrong? on my forehead that's so telling of who we are as people but um, do you want to <laughs> do you want to jump into the criminal history Sure, it is a doozy. Sure, so, uh, sure. That's okay. My grandma said that all the time. It's such a Wisconsin thing. Sure. Aww. So I always say it, and people, I don't realize how it's not used in other states. Really, it's in the Midwest mostly. Like sure, sure? the word yeah. sure. People don't say it that much. Really, not, you think it's like old school? Sure. Okay. Well, I was about sure. to say sure to that, and now I feel weird. Maybe they it. do, or maybe I don't know. Well, I, feel I don't like know. California, my cousin, not many people say. My it. cousin lives in Chicago. I mean, she's kind of like from there, but um, she and I always go sure, 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 sure. Oh yeah. Is that not? Yeah. Isn't is that, that very? Is that very Midwest? I don't know. <sighs> I lived in the Midwest for five years. Yeah, so Chicago's basically. It's not that weird to me. <laughs> anyway, criminal history um okay so he committed his first crime and uh, known crime there were probably more um in 1968 before he joined the film school um he lured an eight-year-old girl named tally shapiro to his apartment in hollywood 
Um, he was seen by someone driving around who informed the police of the incident. He saw him taking this eight-year-old. And he um, wasn't just living anywhere. He was living at the Chateau Marmont. Oh, at this time? I didn't realize that, yeah. actually. That's crazy. Oh, no, sorry. Shapiro. Sorry, Tally. The eight-year-old was living at the Ch- Chateau Marmont. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which that place in itself has so much crazy history. I, maybe we should cover that one time. We should a lot of the places in Hollywood, yeah. actually. Um, the police reached his apartment and rescued the girl. Unfortunately, she was found beaten and raped. Um, he fled before the police arrived. And then that's when he joined the N- NYU classes um, under the alias John Berger, which is yeah. what he went by for a lot of his life. Well, he also switched it from B-U-R-G-E-R to B-E-R-G-E-R at one point. (laughs) Also, Tally was in a coma for 32 days and spent months recovering. I just made this connection. Sorry. Um, Yes, I love connections. When he was born, his name was Rodrigo Jacques Jacques Alcala Bucor. So maybe he was referencing the Bucor Bucor to Burger. I don't know. Maybe. When I think of Burger as someone's name, I think of Sex in the City because Burger is the one who broke up with Carrie on a post-it. Yeah. That's a move. The, it's a choice. That is a strong <laughs> choice. It is a and strong choice. The wrong choice. Um, yeah. Yeah. So then he moved to New York to evade the arrest warrant for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so he enrolled in NYU, blah, blah, blah. We talked about that. Um, <clears throat> around 1978 to 1980, he disguised himself as a fashion photographer. And that's when he um, was taking sexually explicit photos of young women and teenage boys. Um, he also, let's see. Well, even before that, when he was in New York, in 1971, he got a cat wall. Before that, he got a counseling job at a New Hampshire arts camp for children. He began working for Blue Cross Blue Shield Association and worked in an office with serial killer Richard Cottingham. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that. Who Richard Cottingham was nicknamed the New York Ripper, and he killed and raped at least 18 women between 1967 and 1980. Apparently, neither one of them knew about each other's crimes do i believe that after what we just talked about last week with the toolbox killers not so much but no so Uh, yes his first known yeah this is before that whole photographer thing but his first known murder was committed in 1971 where he brutally raped and murdered a 23 year old flight attendant named cornelia michael crilly in her apartment in manhattan um, her naked body was found bound and strangled with a nylon stocking with something stuck in her mouth to stop her from screaming. Um, and her breasts had bite marks on it, which was a theme in most of the bodies that were found. It's really awful. Yeah. And being strangled with nylons is also. A- yeah. And after they like and- had the ability to do the autopsies, they found that he was strangling women to the point where they would pass out and then letting them revive who'd revive them like and then torturing them like in and out of consciousness choking oh. while he raped them which is the most the horrifying fuck? thing ever yeah, yeah. so and for this sad- one yeah. they the murder wasn't solved 
And it was not before 2011 that his involvement came to surface. Like the timeline's so all over the place with all these cases. Like he was definitely flagged, but they well, didn't... they had to do all the D. They had to find all that DNA, right? And but that's also getting ahead of us. Yeah. Continue. So he was actually put on the FBI's ten most wanted fugitives, and that's when he was identified at the camp. Um, mm-hmm. Two of the kids actually kids. identified him. Yeah. That's crazy. Could you imagine being one of those kids being like, I think my counselor's a murderer. Oh my God. Like seeing the posters everywhere and they're like, that's yeah. him. He's teaching me art classes. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so he was actually arrested at that point and extradited to California, but was not charged with rape or attempted murder since Tally's family did not allow her to testify. He and was they only moved charged. the entire family to Mexico. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. He was only charged for assault and was paroled after 17 months when he was supposed to be in. um, I think he was supposed to be in jail, but they paroled him after 17 months for a program named Indeterminate Sentencing. Yeah, he was sentenced to three years, but only served 17 months. That's it. That's it. Yes. But then was rearrested. For raping. A 13-year-old girl. Yay. Because the poor thing thought she was accepting a ride to school. That's so sad. It's just so crazy to think, too, like, how normal that was back in, like, the 60s and 70s. Like, hey, you want a ride? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I cannot imagine my parents being like, sure, grab a ride from whoever while you're walking down the street. Are you kidding me? No. No. Never. No, no, no. (laughs) no 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 um yeah so he also got the indeterminate sentence for that and was let out again yeah after two years i just can't believe it the in and out thing always freaks me out Mm -hmm. and though he was a registered sex offender he managed to land a job at the los angeles times it's like how are, how is he getting hired after all these things? Like everything was so loosey goosey back. Yeah, then. and then the thing that also freaks me out, and I know we've been talking about this, is like all the connections that are made with this guy, because then he disappeared. His parole officer in L.A. let him for some stupid reason travel to New York, and then he never came back. And while he was in New York, he killed Ellen Jane Hover, who was the daughter of a nightclub owner, Herman Hover, and she was the goddaughter of Dean Martin and Sammy Davis Jr. It's like, how many more people can we connect to here, guys? That's nuts. And like, even with that, he still wasn't like put away forever, (laughs) you know? Yeah. But like, she had the evidence for it. She had his name written down in her date book that she was going to meet him. Mm Mm-hmm. He admitted to knowing her while he was under questioning. And then they couldn't arrest him because they couldn't find the body. Which they found a year later. But like, that that is nuts. If someone has their name written down and they disappear, I feel like, can't they? I feel like it's changed. The courts have changed for sure. I, I sure damn hope so. I hope so. 
The same year, his third known victim was Jill Barcombe. Um, her body was discovered along a dirt pathway near Mulholland Drive in L.A. Um, her body was naked from the waist down, positioned with her knees towards her chest. They said she was balled up, basically. There was evidence of sexual assault, and she had be- been beaten and strangled so badly she was barely recognizable. Um, she was strangled with a pair of blue slacks, and she had three bite mar- marks on her right breast. Loves Why? to bite, bite the boobs. I don't get biting it's the so boobs. so creepy. Yeah. Ew. Yeah, I know. And then, yeah, so then you said he was working for the LA Times. He actually was interviewed by members of the Hillside Strangler Task Force. And they didn't realize that he was like another serial killer. Yeah. So insane. He was ruled out, but then he was arrested and served a brief sentence for weed possession. Oh, I missed that. Like, I guess we can arrest him for something. And then he somehow convinced hundreds of young men and women. Oh, no, you already talked about that, that he was a professional photographer. And the police feared that some of the subjects may be additional cold case victims. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then this he was time, on... there are like six other murders that they have yeah. documented. Yeah. Connected to him. Yeah. Because there was also yes. the other. Do you want to talk about the other murder in 1977? There was Georgia Wickstead, who was 27. Um, her body was discovered in, on December 16th on the floor nearby the brass bed of her Malibu studio apartment. Um, da, 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 da. She had been beaten, sexually assaulted, and bludgeoned and strangled to death. Um, and then Again they, with her nylons. Yeah. I don't get what that is. There must be some mom thing connected to that. But after his like arrest which we'll talk about later they connected several other murders within that time frame yeah um, and then you know what since he's a murderer why don't we throw him on a dating show so the whole reason why yeah so the whole reason why he's called the dating game killer is because in 1978 he was a contestant on the dating game which, if you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, which we just talked about last week, they sometimes do the Snatch Game of Love, which is exactly what the dating game is. So you have one contestant who's there to find love, and then there's three other people that they don't see. There's like a screen up, and they have to answer questions. So kind of like, I it's guess, like a dating app, but in real life. What is that naked game? It's like that the opposite game. of that. There's a HBO I think show where something it's- else. <laughs> the like she has a tidy vagina um okay <laughs> i hate you <laughs> sorry it's very weird anyway um, <laughs> anyway okay that was lovely um sorry, we can post that <laughs> no that has to stay that was too good that's gotta stay in <sighs> guys vote that should stay in i voted i win um Host Jim Lang introduced him as a quote-unquote successful photographer. Between takes, you might find him skydiving or motorcycling. Because who doesn't want to date that? Um, A fellow Bachelor contestant later described him as a very strange guy with bizarre opinions. Scary enough, he did win the episode. He got the date. With the episode's bachelorette, Cheryl Bradshaw, who subsequently refused to go out with him because she found him creepy. Good. I'm happy she did. 
Um, oh, criminal. Man. Yes. And then criminal profiler, Pat Brown said that this rejection might have been an exacerbating factor to killing at least three more women after his appearance, because she said, no, thank you. That same psych psychologist said, or crim crime profiler said, that is something he would not take too well. Psychopaths don't understand rejection. They think it's something wrong with the person. She played me. She played hard to get like that, like victim blaming. So does that mean that every guy said I didn't want to go out with and then had a really dick response? Psychopath. Is, is a psychopath? I think it's just men don't take rejection very well because they're men don't take anything well their whole lives. Yeah. Oh my God. Side note, I went on a whole rant on Colin the other day because I said if men had periods, nothing would be taxed. Right. Exactly. Sorry. I went on they, a whole They couldn't survive what we go. They'd through. get a week off of work every They'd month. Get, yeah. Paid anyway. and like hospitalized. <laughs> yes. Anyway, um, I digress. Sorry. I just, men. Men. Anyway. More murder. Kaisa, you have uh, all the murders. I know. Hold on. I had some more notes about why oh. she didn't go on a date with him. Tell us more. She said when they met face to face, like off stage, um, she felt like he was acting really creepy, and he made too intense of eye contact, like we were talking about. So some people don't like it and take it as a red flag. Um. <clears throat> they were supposed to go on a date uh to play tennis together at magic mountain amusement park but she decided to bow out um da -da -da. He, she said i started to feel ill he was acting really creepy i turned down his offer i did not want to see him ever again good mm -hmm. could you imagine though if that was like today and like you had to give your number and like they could just text you and then find you on social media and then like uh uh no uh 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 no bueno <laughs> um the uh so he was continued this was in the midst of his killing spree so the murder spree just like casually going on tv in between murders it's fine i mean people do that all the time right oh yeah He's so creepy. Sorry, that was like, I just up. don't. They didn't do a background check for that show. Like, it's just so creepy. Um, Charlotte yeah. Lamb, 31, was raped and strangled and left in the laundry room of an El Segundo apartment. Jill Barento, 21, was killed in her Burbank apartment. Um, in June, Christine Ruth Thornton was last seen hitchhiking and he took photos of her. Um, and they actually interviewed him about this and she said he said he knew her but nothing happened was that um, the 12 year was... old um or which one is that Sorry. it might be actually um she was id'd by her sister later on when they had the photos from yeah us. yeah <clears throat> um then in to uh 2011, they were confident that he was responsible for Pamela Jean Lamson, who disappeared after making a trip to Fisherman's Wharf to meet a man who offered to photograph her. Ladies, stop falling for the photographer thing. It's usually not real. So creepy. Do you know who was 
discovered at a mall by a photographer? <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence. That's the like one case where turned it didn't out, well, turn out bad. <laughs> my in college, we were broke, and my friend and I went to drove to Minneapolis to get photographed by some random dude we met on the internet. And we went into a warehouse and got and they took pictures of us. And I have no idea where those photos are, but we probably could have gotten murdered. Or yeah, what we were like what? jumping in the air, like mm. we were like 22. It Again. Was really why you and I would not have been friends back then. We are not. I would have been too scared shitless. We're like art students. We're like, they're just an artist. They're just a photographer. Yeah, no. I was too busy laying in bed watching shows. Kind of like now. Well, don't anyway. go with photography. Glad you didn't die. Same. Very glad you survived. Dumb decisions when your brain isn't fully formed. Things we did. Um, yeah. an- another murder that happened during that time was um 15 year old hitchhiker Mo- monique Hoyt. oh uh, yeah instead of taking her home she was hitchhiking she was 15 um instead of driving her home he drove her to his apartment where he raped her and then traveled to a secluded mountainous area near banning california where he took photos of her in her underwear as well as pictures of him raping her again and wow. then he bound and gagged her, began a sustained assault, which included further rape and sodomy, and then bludgeoned Hoyt in the head with a rock. She somehow escaped when he entered a gas station bathroom on the drive back to Riverside County and filed a police report about the ordeal. However, Alcala's mother posted his bail. Right. And this is not the only murder or obviously not a murder because she escaped not the only instance where she has covered for him so during the robin christine murder um they detectives had to search his mother's house because she had saved a bunch of stuff for him including a rental receipt for a storage locker in seattle and in the locker, they were able to find the victim's earrings, which was how they were able to connect him to the murder. They found a lot that, of shit in there. Is that Samso? Rabbit yes. Robin? Okay, yeah. 12, oh, the 12 year old. The 12 year old. So sick. But that was the sick one that really got him in arrested. Trouble. So there was a sketch of the suspect that was issued to the public, and his parole officer saw it and recognized him. So the police tracked him down, and he was arrested July 24th, 1979. Um, Finally without bail. Yeah. They learned their lesson. It's so, like, so many years just getting away with murdering people. Like, I just don't understand how. Yeah, I don't get it. That happened. Um, so after his arrest, they found hundreds of photos in his Seattle storage locker. These images were some of which were explicit, like you said, da 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 da. So many disgusting photos, like thousands. I mean, they, yeah, they found what is it like nine around nine hundred oh. photos, and yeah. they were able to like connect them to a bunch of missing persons. Mm-hmm. And where'd it go? They shared and... the photos with the public in hopes oh, yeah. of identifying them, and lots of people came forward. Some of them were alive and came forward, mm-hmm. so some of them survived. 
yeah i mean this is all the way in 2010 where they did this mm-hmm. and the police actually released a hundred not just the new york city police department and the huntington beach california one released 120 photographs and then it, they found an additional 900 that they couldn't make public because they were too sexually explicit so the trial stuff i'm so confused about because he was i got you. so many times <laughs> yeah i'll take us on that journey do okay. it so like Kaisa said, he was arrested in July 1979 without bail and went on tri- trial for Samso's murder, was found guilty in May of 1980, and sentenced to death in June. Unfortunately, the verdict was then overturned by the California Supreme Court in 1984 because jurors had been in- improperly informed of his prior sex crimes. I did not know that was possible. No. And then in May 1986, a second trial, which was virtually identical to the first, except for the omission of the prior criminal record testimony, he was again convicted and sentenced to death in August. Fast forward to 1992, the California Supreme Court upheld the verdict, but Alcala filed a federal habeas corpus petition. Which then in 20, uh, 20, 2001, a United States District Court judge granted it, overturning Alcala's second conviction. It's insane. I know. It blows my mind sometimes this freaking system we live in. Mm -hmm. The decision was upheld in 2003 by a Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals panel, in part because a witness was not allowed to support Alcala's connection contention that the park ranger who found samso's body had been hypnotized by police investigators <laughs> okay and at that point they had more dna technology so there's there are a lot thank more. god yeah so like, yeah also in that third trial isn't that the one where he represented himself oh yeah we're getting to the third one. <laughs> oh, okay i thought you said that was the third one. okay go ahead no that was just the second that was the second this guy is nuts and it makes it even more so because like kaiser was just saying so the third prosecution was in 2003 an orange county investigators learned that alcala's dna sampled under a new state law over his objections matched semen i hate that word Seaman left at the rape murder scenes of two women in LA. There was then additional evidence, including another cold case DNA match in 2004, which led to Alcala's indictment for the murders of four additional women, which were, as Kaisa thankfully brought us brought up and talked about in detail, Jill Barcombe, Georgia Wickstead, Charlotte Lamb, and Jill Parento. All of the bodies were found posed in carefully chosen positions, and another pair of earrings were found in Alcala's storage locker, which had residue that matched Lamb's DNA. So he's just getting caught all over the place. Um, during this time, he also wrote a self-published book oh, yeah. about himself called You, the Jury, in which he claimed innocence in the Samso case and suggested a different <clears throat> suspect. He also filed two lawsuits against the California penal system, one for a slip and fall. Oh, my God. And the other, this is my favorite, for refusing to provide him a low fat diet. Are you joking me? No. Okay. And sorry, when he was (laughs) representing himself, they said they noted that he used a much lower voice than his normal voice. 
He and also he addressed himself. himself as Mr. Alcala during it. So yeah. So That's in 2006. Yeah. So in 2006, this is the third trial. Oh, sorry. No, 2010. So 2006, the California Supreme Court ruled in the prosecution's favor from <clears throat> the 2003 one. Um, and in February 2010, Alcala stood trial on the five joint charges along with the Samso charge. Um like Kaisa said, he represented himself and he took the stand in his own defense and for five hours played the roles of both interrogator and witness, referring to himself as Mr. Alcala and using a deeper voice. He also told jurors he often rambling in a monotone that he was at Knott's Berry Farm applying for a job as a photographer at the time Sanso was kidnapped. And he also showed the jury a portion of his 1978 appearance on the dating game and attempts to prove that the earrings found in his Seattle locker were his. However, Jed Mills, who was an actor who was on the episode with him, came out and said that the earrings were not yet a socially acceptable accoutrement for men in 1978. <laughs> I, I love that I got to say that word today. Accoutrement. Uh, yeah, he was quoted as saying, I had never seen a man with an earring in his ear. I would have noticed that on him. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. He didn't um, make any real attempt to dispute the other four charges other than to assert that he could not remember killing any of the women. <laughs> Great. Great Just defense. Out. Yeah, and then a part of his closing argument, he played the Arlo Guthrie song "Alice's Restaurant," in which the protagonist tells a psychiatrist that he wants to kill. Okay, what the fuck? Unhinged. I love the trial stuff. I Me love too. the trial. It's really stuff interesting. This one in particular, like very. Weird. <laughs> anytime, anytime someone decides I'm going to be my own attorney, you are sealing your fate. And so many serial killers do that because they're Wait, narcissists. Wh- and they what think about they the can- guy who just did it? Was it last year? He and the judge is like, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, who was that? We got to cover that one. Yeah. Um, but I can see the clip in my head. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then it only took less than two days of deliberation for the jury to convict him on all five counts of first degree murder. There was also a surprise witness during the penalty phase of the trial which was Tally Shapiro mm-hmm. all the way back from I'm 19- glad she got to face him mm-hmm. me, me too and then there was only one defense witness who was Richard Rappaport no I don't believe any relation to Michael um <laughs> I love Michael Rappaport um me too he was a psychiatrist who testified that borderline personality disorder could explain Alcala's claims that he had no memory of committing the murders um he was sentenced to death for the third time. Uh, however, post-conviction, New York authorities announced that they would no longer pursue Alcala because of his status as a convict awaiting execution. But in January 2011, a Manhattan Manhattan grand jury indicted him for the murders of Crilly and Hover in 1971 and 1977. He was extradited to New York in 2012 entering a not guilty plea however he changed it in december 2012 to guilty citing a desire to return to california to pursue appeals of his death penalty conviction now the death penalty has not been a part of new york state law since 2007 Mm -hmm. so 
he was actually sentenced to an additional 25 to life and then died in 2021 at the age of 77 of unspecified natural causes. <clears throat> you and I have the same face right now. Mm-hmm. Because what the fuck does that mean? Was he murdered? Was, like, what happened? I don't understand. <sighs> but so they I think he had killed over... Yeah, I don't think so either. No. That he had killed, they think, over, like, 130 people. Mm-hmm. Which is I believe it. wild. Yeah. I absolutely believe it. Same. <laughs> yeah. And it's... So many, like we said, the unidentified photographs, all this DNA evidence was able to connect him to additional murders, such as Morgan Rowan, um, who'd been attacked in July 1968. Um, She, there was something about Nihop. She claimed that she was living in Hollywood and she was approached by Alcala at a teen nightclub, Mm -hmm. which I didn't actually know was a thing. I thought that was only at like- We had those. In the Madison. A- the Atlantis Resort has a teen club. <laughs> it was in um it was in the Mary Kane Ashley movie with Megan Fox. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you remember that? Yeah. I yeah. To- Holiday in the Sun. We had a yes. teen club in Madison that they did like foam dance parties in. And I would go when I was I went under to 18. One. I went to one foam party because they had it at my high school and I got Impetigo. Yeah, it's not And they never sanitary. had it again. It, it is so not sanitary. sanitary. There I used to believe. be this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there was this bar in Boys Town in Chicago that it was like Town. two floors. Isn't it the best? Mm-hmm. Um, I had a friend who was a bartender at Scarlet and we used to go in there all the time mm. to get free drinks. It was the best. Um, But there was a bar in Boys Town that was like three floors and the bottom floor, they would turn into a foam party. Okay. That makes sense. Boys Town. Who knows yeah. what really went down in there, but I never oh, went on so to that much floor. Sex. Yeah. So much sex. I just, yeah. I, demon, I not little, to use your least favorite word, but like. It's not my least favorite word, but it's definitely up there. Demon um, foam. Yes. Sure. So I and my friends would not go down. <laughs> We'd stay on like the second and third levels, like but you could see down the middle. Well, it yeah. was a gay club. But still, if you were to go in there. Oh, yeah. Maybe just floating around. Floating in the foam. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. So Alcala, there were a lot of other murders um, that he became connected to. Um, and then in the media, if you want to learn more, there's the 2017 biographical film about his life that was on the ID channel. There's the Netflix movie with that was directed and starred Anna Kendrick. Wait, what? Apparently. I don't know if it actually it said I feel it like came I've out. watched every Anna Kendrick movie ever. So it was originally called Women of the Oh no, it was named Women of the Hour. It was originally supposed to be called Rodney and Cheryl, and it's all about the dating game episode. Oh, okay. And then in 2022, there's a three-part television documentary about Alcala, which I'm wondering if that's the one you watched. Or did um, you watch the ID channel one? I'm not sure, actually. I didn't even write down what it was called because I was that's so fine. It didn't sound great. It. Yeah. 
It wasn't I love great. when you get annoyed by stuff. It's so funny. <laughs> just get like angry. You get like <laughs> angry, but like angry in such a way that you start laughing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is sinister, but so I love annoying. it. <laughs> um, they also had a bunch of like rapes come out too after the conviction, like women who got away from being raped by him. And they all and came thank out. God they got away. Like mm-hmm. God, so scary. Oh. <gasps> so that concludes our little disgusting discussion. Disgusting discussion. I like that. <laughs> so disgusting discussion. We can move on so. to V Pump. Yes, I'm, I'm so excited it's back. Like, Me very excited. Too. Vanderpump Rules season 11. So much to discuss already and there's only been one episode. Mm-hmm. But you also wanted to talk about the Nick Vile podcast episode. It's so there's so much in there. There's, there's so, so much, much to unpack overall. Yeah. yeah. Is Tom Sandoval Ball an even bigger douchebag now? Okay, so here's what I'm think like here's what I want to say. I thought through this new season, he would possibly redeem himself a little bit and just like show some kind of remorse, show some remorse. He might still through that season, but then he puts out this Nick Vile, whatever Vale, whatever his name is, um, interview. And it's like, it erases all of that. He's making himself look so terrible ahead of the season. It's so dumb of him. The af- have you watched the after show things too? No, I need to. Okay, so on the after show thing, he's still blaming Ariana. The whole thing he's blaming her. Yeah. You want to talk about a narcissist? There you go. Like, he is he not is taking absolutely. any responsibility for what happened. And then, like, even Rachel Raquel, whatever, she is like still, I feel like she's still weirdly in that bubble of like, Sorry, I just sneezed. Um, thank you. Um, I feel like she's still in that bubble of like protecting him. I don't know. This last episode, I listened to her podcast. This last episode, she really is like, now I'm seeing how manipulative and abusive he was. Like, well, maybe she, this is what she needs to be able to. She's move like, forward. yeah, yeah. And then she talked about how he said that thing on the veil show about her mm-hmm. being in a bikini with whipped cream whatever oh those said. varsity blues varsity reference. blues thing yeah she was like yeah. ew that's disgusting and it's He's a disgusting. way of blaming her it's like yeah. she seduced me she made it happen yeah Everything didn't he, he say said, like did he, he say like well what would you do if a 28 year old like wanted to sleep with you it's like Okay, here's the thing. He comes um, in starting out. He comes in two hours late. Minutes late, or yeah, two hours, something crazy. Blames and Nick Vile, saying that Nick Vile showed up two hours late to his podcast. Who brought out Nick, receipts? Yeah, and Nick was like, no. <laughs> but that was a power move, I think. Oh, it was he, a pissing contest. 100%. And I think he was still fucked up from the night before because he was definitely on some drugs. Oh. And they were trying to act like he was sober. And it was just like really. Well, and then you have his little puppy, Schwartz. Hi. Who's trying to correct him the whole time. Yeah. Like, course correct him. 
Yeah, exactly. It's like there's no course correcting here. I, I was just repulsed by because Nick would try to he was so good. The whole interview was so well. His done. podcast is great. Okay, I need to start listening to it because he was really He's having everyone on Bravo on, by the way. Oh good. Okay. Like his next episode is with his next <laughs> episode is with Whitney from Salt Lake City. Okay, okay. That's exciting. So he was really good at guiding the whole conversation. And this is like what I've always wanted to see is like yeah. digging deep into how Sandoval would answer everything. And mm-hmm. he just, every single thing, it was a defensive move. Yeah. Everything was blaming everyone else. Like when she, he said that Ariana was putting out a bad look, mm-hmm. that I was like so angry. Anytime he talked about her, I wanted to smack him. Like he has no right to talk about her. Doesn't he have a team that would tell him what to say? Like you would at least pretend that you. Well, I guess I guess Anne resigned from being his assistant. Makes sense. Don't blame her. That poor girl in that episode. (laughs) I felt so bad. Okay, so like Ariana loved her for being like, well, this is my house, and I'm going to continue to live in it, like as I will. If Tom wants to have a party here, he can go have it somewhere else instead of putting me up in a hotel. Totally on her side for that. Me too. Totally. Um, what did you make out of... I never... Oh, well, I guess I never realized how Lala and Ariana were... Ne- were. I thought they were close. I didn't realize that there was like... A some... weird disconnect. Yeah. So what me did you either. think of that? I thought it was weird. I think I've listened to a few podcasts about it, like different interpretations of it. And it sounds like, okay, the thing about her texting. Um, um, yeah, Raquel. Raquel. I think, first of all, they thought she was coming back to the show. So that's yeah. another reason why she would do it. Also, I'm sure Lisa told her to. Yeah, also, but I don't think it was staged. I don't think it was staged, but also I was like, they're acting so high school about it. Like, you can't. I thought so her. too. But then I was like, I probably would be mad. Well, then think about her it. Ariana, I mean, Ariana made a good point saying, like, well, when all of the guys and stuff were trying to still be friends with Randall, she freaked out. Mm-hmm. So, like, why? Why is this different? Yeah. I understand hearing Lala's reasoning behind texting her. Because that's exactly what she went through. I get that. But I also see Ariana's side of like, you're kind of being a hypocrite. Yeah, I do too. Okay, but their friendship, yeah, I didn't realize it wasn't like super deep either. Yeah, because I thought the four of them were, I mean, now the four of them are good. I loved seeing Katie and sheena i love katie now like i i love I flip katie. flop on how i feel about katie all the time but i really katie without her. schwartz is so perfect. amazing yeah just like schwartz <laughs> without sandoval is great yes i mean it's still schwartz and he's still a fucking idiot but yeah he actually sounded pretty intelligent on the veil interview i think anyone compared to tom sandoval can sound intelligent yeah, that's so true <laughs> Um, <clears throat> the whole scene where Katie was over at Tom's Tom Schwartz's <laughs> house, where he's yeah. like, "Look at my pet bugs." 
or what about even before that he's like so do you want to sit down you want to drink you want to hang out for a second she's like like, sure okay like i just want to take my dogs and get out of here he's like i picked the dongles off of his butt like oh the dingleberries yeah dingleberries yeah oh yeah the pet bug thing yeah he's kind of sick i mean i didn't know that his one of his brothers died and one of them is like going either. through chemo that's crazy it's so sad it makes sense because on winter house he's not well really i didn't watch winter house i watched some of it but i don't watch the houses okay. he was not well um well then it makes sense he did talk about that a little bit how he's like he was super depressed for a couple of years there which may he's going through a lot but anyway yeah the bugs and the plants that's telling the bugs and the plants i did think it was adorable with him watering his plants then going well you're dead yeah we're <laughs> the next one he is pretty funny he's hilarious i mean like he's so stupid funny but then i would remember never who he is. Him. i would murder him like See, that's the thing him. is i would but i'd probably kill the him over. yeah he can't yeah. be so so much of a baby i would i can't stand it out of all the guys on that show i'd probably date schwartz i mean me too Seems the most well, honest. I, I, I mean, I'm not touching Scan- a Sandoval with a temple pole. Ugh. And then James is fucking. It's James. Like, oh, James. Do you think he's gonna stay sober? This feels like a history. I hope so. Uh, yeah, I know. That's how I feel too. But at the same time, I really hope. I love a sober. So James. much better. He's yeah. Me a sober too. James is great. He's like kind. You can see the light in his eyes. Like yeah, but he's still <laughs> funny. Like it's still him. Like he can mm-hmm. still does his DJing, and he's still hilarious. And like you can still get the like warm with the mustache stuff from mm-hmm. him sober. Like when he's drinking, I feel like he's a lot more angry. Yeah. And like it's it just not... pops off randomly. Yeah. yeah. But it's the same thing with Lala. Like Lala is still herself, even though she's sober. Like mm-hmm. you don't need to be drinking in order to have this like personality mm-hmm. and i think Allie is really good for james i do too i'm yeah and especially if he's sober i was like if he's yeah. drinking i could see some abusive shit happening yeah but i mean she kind of gave him an ultimatum like i'm glad i'm glad she did yeah me too um but yeah <laughs> and then seeing lvp that was great when ariana's like this is a bad bitch summer and lvp is like <laughs> what's that i don't think i belong in that and they're like you know you're like the baddest one yeah honestly sometimes i forget she started the show like she doesn't make as many appearances i know anymore. So, i know i kind of miss good. her on there but yeah. i thought i i enjoyed lala having that conversation with lisa i think lisa was the right person to talk to about it and i think lisa granted when scandal happened it kind of felt like she was playing both sides of the fence Mm-hmm. um obviously she kind of had to for business purposes totally yeah um however i think being that outside perspective in it all like she was the right person for lala to go talk to mm-hmm. um <clears throat> well let's face it if she talked to sheena that would have been a whole mess if she talked to katie about it i i don't know what katie would have probably gone off a wall yeah like katie does and then talking i think katie's face when lala told she's like ariana that was the best and she's eating the popcorn it's like everyone everyone watching the show was like doing the same Uh, thing as her like eating popcorn and watching this happen and her eyes just being like 
What? Yeah. <laughs> I loved it. Can I just say Sheena annoys me? Especially now that I love her yeah. life and I love her baby, but like she's turned into a boring mom. Well, you know Sorry what it is with Sheena? That. Well, it doesn't look like she's going to be boring the whole season. Um, I know. But you know what it is with Sheena? I say that she has Jenna Maroney syndrome, yeah. which if you don't know who Jenna Maroney is, she was a character on 30 Rock mm-hmm. who would always be like, and now back to me. How and does this relate to me? to me? How yes. can I bring this back to myself? I feel like that's Sheena. Like her anytime something happens. with OCD. I was that I'm not same- going to judge, but also like that was just making the whole thing about her yeah or like how scandal affected her so much compared to everyone else and it's like girl and her reasoning was that it like made her question if brock could do it i feel like that's a normal reaction absolutely and i mean on top of it yeah and on top of it all those stories were starting to come out about brock too cheating on her so like Mm -hmm. with raquel Mm -hmm. so i mean understandable in that sense for Mm -hmm. sure but like she's not ariana like ariana handled it the best out of everyone and it's happened directly to her also wait mm-hmm. can you believe that they've repaired the penis flute i know the assistant had to glue it together. wait and i didn't realize logan broke the flute and he also mm-hmm. works at tom tom oh i didn't realize that either i don't know how he still has a job and how are they friends i don't understand no Oh, I wanted to say about Schwartz. He said the most fucking patronizing thing that I got As always. about. And he was, yeah, he does always. But he was like, Ariana is the patron saint of scorned women. Like, oh my God. Yeah. When he said I'm that. Like, I'm like, dude, shut up. And she is. Yeah. So exactly. You. And by the way, the text she sent you was absolutely necessary. That was like, so fuck funny. you. Yeah, I do I like that she was, like, was laughing about it though. He, yeah, he I love how she was like, "I don't think what I sent was that bad," and then he reads it, and you're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> go choke, choke on, on Sandoval's dirty dick. Dirty dick. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Loved it. Yeah, I'm excited for the rest of the season. Obviously, it's only been the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, Lala was also on the after show. She was on Watch What Happens Live. Okay, I need- yeah, yeah, I watched that. I watched that. Yeah. First of all, her look was flawless. Yes. And I love I her and always, Rappaport yeah. together. They're Me too. Great. I will always be obsessed with her. Always. Mm-hmm. I adore her. I loved her back when she was trashy drunk. I love. Me her. too. I yeah. loved her every season. Like Me too. Even when all the other girls were ganging up on her, I was like, leave mm-hmm. her alone. Like, what did Same. she do? Like, yeah. leave her alone. She's so funny and sassy, and I love it. Yeah. But I love but she's that definitely she... showing like an emotional side this season a lot. I like, think it's new vulnerable. for her. Mm-hmm. But I think it's also from having her family like be her support system now and really be like, I mean, she's not, she doesn't want to be with anyone. She just like wants to be with her family. I think that's really admirable for her. Yeah. And like, especially with such a young kid trying to figure out her custody battle, like having that support system is so important. And the fact that, like, her brother moved into the same complex and her mom lives with her. And it's, like, so cute. Also, I'm obsessed with them as a little family. Me too. They're They're, so cute. I've been, like, watching their stories. Me too. Um, There's something I was going to say about... I I can't remember. Um, We have plenty of season to go. Yeah. Thank God it's back. 
Yes, I can. It's it's making my life right now. We needed it. We needed it. And it's perfect timing because football's over, Mm -hmm. essentially. Essentially. So get the TV back. Yeah, but then doesn't baseball start? (laughs) Not not for a while. Let's not even. There's March Madness. There's a bunch of things. We don't need to talk about it though. We yeah. we got we got Vanderpump back. The fact the fact that that is like that takes precedence over everything else makes mm-hmm. me so happy. Mm-hmm. So happy. And Fridays are RuPaul, so I have like yeah Wednesdays and Fridays are like I have to watch the best days. episode tonight. I can't wait because it wasn't you out for to. me on Friday. It doesn't come out for me on Fridays. Like on, on real Peacock. TV, I don't have real TV. I just have apps. Wow. That's why I'm always like the day. You're after. really a you're really a woman of the 21st century over here. I know. <laughs> um, like myself, I still have everything under the sun because Vori likes to watch Bravo when I go out. Oh, or 101 Dalmatians or Bluey or Alice in Wonderland. Depends. That's really cute. I don't treat my dog like a human. Never. Never. Vori um, deserves it. <laughs> they all do um anything to recommend um we just last night started mr and mrs smith the show (gasps) that looks so good it's really good like i highly recommend it i can't wait to watch the next episode i love donald glover slash gambino i think he's so hot um he is and he's so funny like i loved him on community um i saw him at Lollapalooza forever when his first album came out. Wait, were we at Lala at the same time, by the way? Maybe. I saw him anyway. his first album came out, and then I saw him again. Childish. San Francisco. What was that? I forget what that festival is called. Um, I don't know. Um, I went with my ex. It was kind of fun. Um, and then yeah, but I want to watch that show so bad. It looks Maya amazing. Er- Erskine, I don't know how to say her name. Mm-hmm. She's from Pen15. And yes, I love her so much. Pen15 is so funny. I know. But also, there are so many, like John Chaturo, like Michaela Cole, Paul Dan. Like, there's so many good actors. So many people. I, yeah, it's just a good one. I recommend it. All right. And it's on Prime? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes. For free. We love that. Mm-hmm. We love a free option. Very, yeah, it's great. Um, you have any recs this week? Um, I'm actually, I'll give a food rec. I am making Ooh. Ina Garten's beef stew recipe today because it's fucking freezing here oh, again. Yum. Stew. I love beef stew. Um, it's really good. And I'm making that. Um, and no, I'm kind of not, I don't have anything to really recommend. I'm in right now. My brain is kind of in like getting ready for Rwanda. Cause I'm going to Rwanda. Um, for a so week. exciting. Yeah. It's I'm going to go hang cool. out with the gorillas. Um, yeah. So right now, um, my Google searches are pretty much neutral colored hiking gear. I love it. <laughs> and I feel really weird doing that because I am not a hiker. That's not your vibe. <laughs> yeah. 
so but we're gonna see how it goes yes i'm excited so I, i'm trying to doing? mentally um we are going to this place called gorilla's nest and you go on these like hiking expeditions during the day to like go into the gorilla areas and see them so in their natural environment which i'm really excited about um yeah i, I mean i never thought i'd ever do something like this so it's really i've cool. been i've been on safari which is really cool um but this is like a completely crazy experience um so we're doing that and it's me my dad and my cousin who i have the matching tattoo with which is really exciting um she's like my other half which i'm pumped about and um the three stooges yeah are going to three stooges we're going Three to Rwanda and gorillas. I love it. Yeah. And I have to get my malaria pills. So that's really going to be fun. Fun. That's what I have to recommend. Just, you know, camping gear and food. That's all I got. That's great. I love that. Perfect. <laughs> we have a new we episode. Yeah. Go for it. Introduce. No, no, no. You do it. You do it. Wait, I don't know what introduced- we're calling it. So you oh, would- then I'll do it. Yeah. Okay. So guys, we're like Kaisa said, it was her baby. She came up with it. So we're doing a new segment called Quick Shots of Truth. And we haven't told each other the question. No. So we're asking each other five rapid fire questions. And we're going to see how it goes. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) Do you want to start doing all five in a row like I ask you all five and then you ask me all five or do we yeah, want to alternate let's you know what let's just rapid fire yeah. each other first <laughs> and maybe next episode we'll try it the other way let's we're we're gonna we're all going on this journey together guys mm-hmm. we are that's Thought why you're here fun. also I think as the episode progressed I got more unhinged so I feel better <laughs> yes I feel like I calmed down um we we calibrated yeah we... <laughs> all right do you want to ask me first or do you want me to ask you first i'll ask you also full disclosure okay. i came up with these five seconds before we recorded so yay beware okay, okay. ready yes Brittany or t- jt <laughs> <laughs> obviously okay, team Brittany. don't even um gummy bears or gummy worms gummy worms oh i thought you would say bears no i'm a worm michelangelo or francis bacon oh michelangelo mm, i thought you would pick michelangelo okay this is go so random yes <laughs> five day work week with short days or four day work week with long days four day work week with long days get me that three day yeah. weekend hell Let's yeah go. uh also that's pretty much Megan. what i do already it's a tough one or not sorry yeah Nikki i Megan. don't know how to answer this it's chaotic right now i love both i mean i've been a nikki fan obviously for longer Same. however megan's lyric about megan's law is like okay megan's being more mature about this whole fight Absolutely. I like well, it's... Nikki, her music, her art. Better. Yeah. Does that, does that make yeah. Sense? No, that's, I'm the same way. Thank you for helping me there. 
because literally my brain could explode. Nikki's going to some dark spaces that are. I also knew you were going to ask me that last night. (laughs) And I was like, is she going to, is she going to ask me? Because I've been thinking about my answer since last night. Mm Mm-hmm. Also, Nikki's new album is so good. I know. Like, oh, it it kills me. But I also love Megan. Yeah, like, I hope they figure their shit out. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. You anyway. know who isn't in the mix? Doja Cat. And I love her. I love Doja. Her. <laughs> as long as she doesn't get into anything, we're good. We're fine. I love her. All right. You ready for your quick shots of truth? Okay. I'm ready. All right. Well. In the selfish song competition, are you team Britney or team Justin? Britney. Duh. I said, by the way, I put in parentheses, there's only one right answer. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Obviously. Um, Schwartz and Sandys or Schwartz and Jamesies? Schwartz and Jamesies. I would love it. Okay. Blocking Summer Moon, understandable or dickhead move? This is controversial, but understandable because. Ooh. She would have been able to reach out with honestly, yeah. I yeah, I'm the person, honestly. Tom explained it too in the after show. Like when you block someone, you can either just block them or you can block them at any other account they've made. Mm -hmm. When I get angry and block people, I do the block and everything else they've made. Mm -hmm. So that makes it understandable, but also she's adorable. But also it's kind of a dickhead move because she's two. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um Men getting excited about gifting and receiving candles and plants. Turn on or turn off? I think it's a turn on. Yeah. I love breaking the stereotypes. And then the most important question I'm going to ask you today. Crushed or cubed? Huh? Cubed. Cubed. You're cubed. See, when I have my Diet Coke, I got to have that crushed like ball ice. Oh, no but i get it so good so good okay that was fun that was really fun (laughs) i like those yeah i'm quick shots of truth i'm excited to see how you edit that and if there's a song involved and if it's like quick shots of truth or like i don't know that's so true i don't know do you want to i feel like there needs to be like a or something yeah a sound effect also we should post each one every week i think i love that idea wow what the hell fast opinions i love it i love that i love it so much (laughs) oh david (laughs) oh david oh david that's what it feels like right now i love that Uh, this was fun i loved that it was fun that's gonna be a staple guys sorry if you hated it but we loved it we love it love it great episode as always thank you for joining us and thank you for joining me every week being a psychopath don't forget to rate review subscribe comment interact with us i have a frames (laughs) check out our website crimecocktailsandbs.com listen to us on spotify apple podcasts google podcast and iHeartRadio, which is so fun check out and alex's little quick updates on tiktok her you're doing them too it's recaps. not just me yeah i'll try to do them but tic- you're gonna follow be us on best. tiktok um i feel really awkward on there but it's kind of fun um and yeah just keep making this fun for us guys because we do it for you 
Yes. Yeah. So cute. So cute. Yeah. All right. Okay. I guess bye. Bye. <laughs>